Hello and welcome back to the Millennial Ag Podcast, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co-hosts, Valen Cawhorn and Catherine Lotspeech. Listeners, welcome back to this week's episode. We are super excited to have, um, to celebrate June Dairy Month with a very special guest we have um, brought on. Uh, We've got Dairy Max on with us today, Marty McKenzie, who's the chief growth officer for them. Um, and he's located in Stephenville, Texas. So I, I'm i going to let turn it back over to Marty and let him tell you all a little bit about himself and a little bit about who Dairy Max is. All right. Well, thanks, Valine. Thanks, Catherine. You know, Dairy Max is a dairy checkoff organization that covers approximately eight states across the, the west central part of, of the United States. So Colorado, Texas, New Mexico, uh, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Southwest Kansas, and Western two-thirds of Oklahoma, as well as Louisiana, are included in our territory. We represent dairy farmers in those states as it relates to marketing and promotion of of dairy products. And as far as me, I'm I'm Marty McKenzie. I've been with Dairy Max for about 15 years. really working with our dairy farmers and the organization in, in an industry relations capacity for a number of years. Uh, more recently have, have uh, taken on some additional responsibilities as it relates to working with our business development team, our industry and relations team, and focusing some on, uh, additional resources on sustainability as well. Very good. Well, again, thank you for joining us, Marty. Um, We're delighted that you're here and delighted to celebrate June Dairy Month. Um, As listeners know, dairy is very, very close to my heart, especially, but also Valine's and, of course, being with Dairy Max years as well. So quick question. First of all, though, you said you you represent Louisiana. I didn't even know that there were any dairy cows in Louisiana. (laughs) Well, surprisingly, surprisingly, there are. Uh, you know, the dairy industry in Louisiana is small, uh, certainly compared to, you know, some of the other states that we represent, but, but nonetheless, it is extremely important. Louisiana is known for, for its food and, uh, certainly, certainly dairy products, butter and, and milk and cheese and, and, uh, all, all contribute to uh, a quality experience there. You look at the number of people who uh, live in in Louisiana, particularly New Orleans and, and Baton Rouge. Certainly, a huge opportunity for us to serve serve that base of the population as well with the work that we do in schools and with health and wellness and some of our other programs. And butter is always good in Cajun food too. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a staple. <laughs> well, we're glad we're glad that Dairy Max is there to represent all the dairy families no matter where they are. That's that's definitely a really good thing. So, starting off, M- Marty, um can you just give us a a brief overview of Dairy Max and and what you do in particular to support the states that that you that Dairy Max represents? Sure, absolutely. You know, Dairy Max has uh, really about five <laughs> departments that that we operate uh, schools is, is one of those, and we can't overstate the importance of, of schools and school children. Uh, the National Dairy Council has been involved with, uh, you know, school meal programs and, and the importance of nutrition for, for schools well over 100 years. 
And so that is is one of the areas that we really, really uh, try to focus a lot of our, our efforts in. Um, health and wellness is another department that, that we operate in, a significant number of registered dietitians who are part of that team, uh, really focusing on the research and the validity of, yeah. of dairy and the diet. There's uh, several studies that, that you know, indicate the, uh, the importance of, of good nutrition and with 13 essential nutrients uh, included in, in milk and dairy products, as well as three of the four nutrients of concern being covered uh, by dairy. Uh, it's just it's, it's a natural fit for us to focus on health and wellness as well. A lot of opportunity there uh, for us to, to bring a positive message uh, that, that dairy contributes positively to the diet of, of, of everyone. Nutrition is extremely important. Business development is a third department uh, that, that we operate at Dairy Max, and, and a lot of that work. Uh, is is sometimes uh, traditional and non-traditional. I would say, in our traditional sense, we uh, we work with processors and retailers and others to focus on ensuring that that dairy products, uh, you know, are, are where they need to be. Uh, we also have certain partnerships with some sports teams and working around promoting, uh, you know, chocolate milk, built as a recovery beverage, built built program particularly is what we refer to it as but uh, chocolate milk certainly has a place in competing with with other uh, sports beverages as it relates to to recovery after after physical activity exercise or, or even games uh, in in that aspect so that part of it food banks is another area hunger is uh, you know more recently through the last three or four years with COVID and, and other challenges that, that many people have faced, uh, certainly an opportunity there to work in that hunger space and focus on food banks and opportunities that have presented themselves there. So our business development team is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty broad in their, in their reach and their approach, but certainly extremely important to, uh, to the operations of, of the work that, and the work that we do. Uh, our communications team is certainly important as well. And so our communications, uh, Department certainly, uh, as you would expect, focuses on social media, our web pages, uh, you know, our experiential um, experiential opportunities with the Dairy Discovery Zone. You guys may have been to the National Western, or are even coming up here in a week or so at the Greeley Stampede. We will be represented there uh, with our Dairy Discovery Zone. It's just a great opportunity for for families to not only see and experience some of the elements of, of dairy farming and relationship production practices, but also learn a little bit more about the importance of dairy in the diet and the nutrition that's provided as well. Uh, our uh, health and wellness, uh, I told you about health and wellness, business development, schools, communications. The, the department that I, I have, have waited to share last is our industry image and relations team. And that was the team I was most closely uh, related with in the in the first first part of my my time at Dairy Max, and that really deals with our dairy farmers. Uh, you know, our relationship with the dairy farmers is extremely important as it relates to ensuring that they understand and know the work that we are doing and the value we are returning on their investment in in checkoff programming, as well as supporting within the local communities. There are a lot of a lot of activities that occur uh, throughout the year and 
certainly National Berry Month. There's no exception to that. Uh, there are several festivals and parades and things like that that we uh, we oftentimes get the opportunity to support uh, dairy farmers in their local communities by uh, providing product for sampling or being present uh, there to, to share information uh, with with community members as well. So uh, those those are the five areas that we that we operate. Very cool. Well, thanks for giving us a good overview of Dairy Max and kind of the different different components. Can you give us a little overview of what June Dairy Month is? You know, we I guess it's come to my attention since social media has, you know, really blossomed. Um, but what what is June Dairy Month and kind of the history behind how it was how it was um, established? Oh, sure. Well, you know, surprisingly enough, National Dairy Month is in its 86th year. So uh, it's, it was uh, quite some time ago that the dairy industry uh, first first coined the, uh, the the thought or the idea around June uh, celebrating it. It was originally called National Milk Month. Uh, you know, if you if you really think about summer starting, school ending, uh, families beginning to take vacation. Uh, it, it is a it is a unique time uh, in the year. Uh, certainly, summer shows itself uh, as we we talk about the heat that that uh, temperature from a temperature perspective. Uh, enjoying an ice cold glass of milk was was the original thought around celebrating uh, National Dairy Month in in June. Uh, it's evolved a little bit over time, as you can as you can imagine. Uh, increasing focus on on innovation and products, but but we always we always end up back at the foundation of, of celebrating our dairy farmers. You know, it's their commitment. Uh, Twelve months out of the year, three hundred sixty five days, twenty four seven, to uh, to ensure that that these these dairy cows are taken care of, that they're producing nutritious milk. That, that then in turn uh, comes to our tables, uh, providing that nutrition that we need. And I think increasingly our, our dairy farmers have, have focused on, on being good stewards of the land, certainly focused on taking care of their animals, and, and again, uh, providing pr- providing nutrition that, that's, that's un, unequaled in, in any other product. Well, very good. Um... Thank you for for highlighting that for us. And, you know, it's it's always interesting for our listeners to to understand more about what the checkoff programs do and and hopefully understand, you know, particularly for our agricultural producer listeners, um, understand, you know, what what their um checkoff money is, is going to support. So um can you talk to us, Marty, about what kind of newer campaign strategies that Dairy Max is implementing, um, particularly relating to modern consumers, you know, um, you know, the up and coming generations who are maybe wanting different or new things um, from from a nutrition standpoint. Sure. You know, that's a that's certainly an interesting aspect and something we've spent quite a bit of time researching and understanding better. Uh, you know, our, our Gen Z and millennial, millennial audiences, uh, you know, with those younger age groups are, are certainly increasing in their, their influence, not only in the influence they have on social media, but in the purchasing power that they wield as well. And so it, it's become increasingly important that we meet consumers. 
consumers where they're at. And uh, this younger generation is highly interested in, uh, you know, where their, food, where their food comes from, how it's produced, and the impact that it has on the environment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's critical that we, uh, we make every effort to, to connect the dots for them so that they understand and know, uh, you know, and have the answer so they can make an informed decision. As it relates to those audiences, and again, we're talking, you know, millennials are, are age 25 to 44, so they're increasingly becoming uh, parents of, of small children themselves. As we move into the uh, Gen Z audience, that really, you know, goes from about 10, 11 years old to, uh, to roughly 24, 25 years old. And so a, a lot of the influence that that they are, are looking for for this information uh, comes from, you know, comes from their peers. And so one opportunity that we've had is focusing on collegiate athletes. And, and through NIL agreements, uh, we have, have really begun to focus on, on those college athletes to share that message, share their story of, uh, of how dairy has been important, you know, important in their lives. We've got... Uh, you know, currently we've got uh, three ambassadors that, that we're working with uh, as NIL athletes, and they really have compelling stories uh, to share. Both, all three of them are female, uh, and we feel like that is a, a good opportunity to, to reach, a, you know, a, a portion of, of our, you know, our, our demographic through through that peer, peer perspective, uh, all three of them. Uh, you know, play different sports. I think one's a volleyball player, one's a track and field, and the other one is softball player. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, one one of the athletes, uh, Angel O'Neill, has a, a compelling story uh, where she has, has had two uh, open-heart surgeries, and her doctor recommended that she increase her protein intake, and she, she chose to do that by increasing her, her dairy consumption. And so she, uh, you know, she's been really, really successful uh, in taking that approach. And, and actually, I think uh, just this past year, maybe uh, was was on a national championship team as as a as a result of, of some of her work there. So you know, the NIL athletes are, are certainly one opportunity. Another example of how we are we're reaching uh, that younger audience is through esports, through gaming. And I know many, you know, I know many people, especially those that are, are closer to my age, a little bit older, uh, really, you know, really may may look at esports or gaming with a, a critical lens. But the fact of the matter is, ninety six percent of of Gen Z and millennials game. Uh, it is something that that while I may not have grown up, you know, with that with that opportunity or or that interest, uh, overwhelmingly. We're finding that that these, these younger, you know, younger younger consumers are uh, highly active and engaged and involved in the gaming space. So we have developed two partnerships: uh, one with uh, Complexity Gaming and one with Optic Gaming. Uh, really, uh, that that focuses on sharing the dairy message and working through that gaming space. We have partnered with uh, you know several several. Uh, well, not only these gaming teams, but but also some uh, some other partners to bring. Uh, you know, more recently, a Madden 
uh, football tournament. And, and I know we've all heard uh, about Madden, you know, football. Um, really a great opportunity to, to highlight Derry through some of the commentary, um, you know, on, uh, you know, those those channels and, and really been extremely successful in delivering not only uh, the viewership, but the engagement, uh, you know, as it relates to uh, likes and comments and things like that uh, through through these channels has, has been very, you know, very important. I would say one other thing that I would, would just mention as a, as a final example here is, uh, is focusing on some e-marketing efforts, Instacart. Uh, is is an example of that, and I know through COVID, through the pandemic, uh, you know, as as our travel was limited, as our as we wanted to limit, uh, you know, our exposure in certain ways, a lot of a lot of our online ordering, uh, groceries and food and other things, really significantly increased. And so, uh, through some work uh, with our our e-commerce uh, efforts, we we really have been able to to highlight dairy in a way through recipes and through, uh, you know, getting, getting those, those pieces of, of uh, the dairy industry as part of, of people's, people's ongoing uh, purchases. That's very cool. And I appreciate, you know, when you're talking about the athletes and especially the gamers, which is something um, I'm not into, and it's just not something I was raised with. Um, but meeting consumers kind of where they're at, you know, we've, we've talked in the past about um, trying to get, get consumers to understand what we do, but it's really encouraging for me to see the dairy industry, for example, here, understanding where our consumers are really at. Where do you see, um, you know, market improvements as you've kind of dived into some of the generational aspects of 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 the market as well you know that's uh that's really an interesting question valine uh a, a lot of of these uh, influencers and and esports athletes particularly are increasingly concerned about nutrition you know uh the longevity of their careers uh just like traditional athletes is impacted by nutrition and so there's a there's a tremendous focus on that. We've had uh, several of our uh, you know partners that have, have have worked with us through through doing some social media uh, campaigns and, and videos and that sort of thing, highlighting the importance of of dairy in uh, you know in in their daily routines. And uh, it it is it, it's interesting. We uh, conducted a, a, a little research. Uh, with with one of these one of these teams uh, focusing on the mental the mental aspect of it, and while we're not we've not we're not completely finished with that research, indications are that that the the response times and the cognitive uh, ability of, of working through some of those uh, things and, and having proper nutrition and, and good nutrition and dairy as part of that. Is, uh, is is likely going to show some 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 positive benefits. That's you know that's interesting to hear, Marty. Um, like Valine said, you know maybe she and I are bad millennials, but you know the the e esports or e athletics is not something that we're particularly familiar with. But 
again, it's encouraging to hear that, you know, they're interested in nutrition and, and willing to be spokespeople for, you know, spreading the good word of dairy. So that's, that's kind of cool to hear. It, it's an interesting avenue, but, um, you know, meeting people where they're at and, and, you know, pivoting toward the direction of, of where society is going is, you know, it, it's cool to hear that a promotion agency is, is doing that um, and making sure that you're, you know, you're, you're as effective as you, as you can be. Um, pivoting here a little bit, can you talk to us about some of the the opportunities that Dairy Max sees for for market improvement for dairymen? Um, you know, specifically from Dairy Max's perspective. You know, uh, our work our work uh, certainly revolves around marketing and promotion and research, and there are a lot of other factors that that certainly. Uh, certainly are, are uh, a critical part of, of the market and the profitability for, for dairy farmers as it relates to, uh, you know, feed cost, weather, uh, several several things that, 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 that certainly Dairy Max doesn't have any, any impact or, or control over. I think, I think our focus is, is really working to ensure that that dairy is is available in as many places as it can be. Certainly, certainly in the school building. Certainly, building advocates with health professionals that will certainly uh, you know look to include dairy in the diet of of their patients. Uh, looking for opportunities to innovate in in the uh, you know either the partnerships or in the delivery of dairy products, and I mentioned, you know, food banks as an example of that earlier. Uh, oftentimes, you know, oftentimes we, we take for granted the, the opportunities that exist, uh, you know, in, in some of our, our traditional channels. And I think, uh, you know, as, as we look to, to food banks as, as one example of that, there's a significant number of, of dollars that are allocated for hunger uh, through USDA. And, and really working with food banks to highlight the importance of, of dairy in, you know, in the diet. It, milk and, and dairy products are, are the most requested items in food banks, yet they are oftentimes the least available products uh, because of the, the perishability of, of dairy products. So, you know, we, we work to, to create a model that supports you know, the purchase of dairy products through food banks and some of the, uh, you know, some of the uh, programming that, that we have, have involved ourselves in is, is working to provide coolers for, for food pantries um, in order to, to provide refrigeration and accessibility and increase the, the volume of milk that, that is available uh, to those who may need to use those services. And so that's that's been been one aspect uh, that that we've been able to, to to really work on that that's been a positive. Uh, surprisingly enough, college age students are you know oftentimes fall into uh, that you know that that aspect of, of need at that time in their lives. And so we were able to work with CSU and the Ram Pantry there to get a cooler to get a cooler there uh, just just this past uh, you know past fall. So uh, glad glad we were able to do that. But that's just that's just one example there. Uh, you know, in schools, providing you know providing ensuring that that breakfast opportunities particularly are 
are uh, available. You know, instead of traditionally just eating in the cafeteria, as we all remember doing, having grab-and-go options or breakfast in the classroom, increasing the accessibility is is extremely important. You know, we, we know from several studies that increasing, uh, you know, nutrition in the school building improves test scores, it improves behavior, and it, and it also reduces absenteeism in the school. So all of those things are, are positive as well in contributing to, uh, you know, a better, a better and a better environment. Bottom line, all of these things I'm, I've, I've, I've spoken, spoken about, uh, are, are intended to increase consumption, increasing consumption and demand, uh, certainly has an impact on, on prices. It, it alone is not the only factor. That that's going to affect uh, market improvement, but without the focus on on consumption, increasing demand, even even uh, working with the U.S. Dairy Export Council as it relates to exports and, and our overseas markets, those are are all things that that we can can certainly have an impact on a positive impact on to contribute, uh, you know, to uh, to a better future for our dairy. Well, we, we appreciate the different aspects and I have to put a go Rams in there because you mentioned CSU and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an alum. Um, but as you talk, you know, you've talked a lot about the, the nutritional value of, of dairy and milk products and how, especially college age students and so forth are really, you know, drawn to that. How is the dairy industry competing with some of the other flashy health narratives, you know, we see, we see in the milk or in the sea in general in our society right now? Sure. I, I certainly a, a, a very good question as it relates to that. And I think, uh, you know, I think innovation is going to be the key in, uh, in, in the future of dairy. And, Focusing on on products and needs that that the consumer wants is going to be extremely important. Whether that's uh, increased protein, whether that's lactose free, whether that's uh, you know the packaging, uh, all of those things are, are extremely important. And certainly things that that Chekhov is working to uh, to partner with and create the opportunities for. At the end of the day, our processors and Others in the industry are going to have to make the investment and the decision to, uh, you know, to, to make those changes and, and innovate where necessary. I would say, uh, you know, that, that we have some of that uh, already. Uh, Fair Life is an example of an increased protein, uh, lactose-free product that, that, you know, over the last uh, last few years has become increasingly popular to the point that that they are now a, a, a Coca-Cola product. And you look at, at fluid milk particularly, uh, that's, you know, that is, is a positive and certainly a move in, in the right direction. There's a product that is much lesser known, I think, called the Good Sport, that, that takes some whey protein and some other dairy components that, that really is intended to, to, uh, to, to be an alternative to some of the sports drinks. Uh, bottom line, there 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 are opportunities and there are ways that that the dairy industry can increase uh, you know the competitiveness in in the uh, some of the flashier <laughs> some of the flashier areas as you referred to them I think Valley. Uh, but but 
but it is it is going to take uh, it's going to take us all contributing uh, to that effort in order in order to get there. I think uh, you know in the meantime, certainly the focus on the nutrition elements is extremely important. I think certainly ensuring that that we do everything we can to provide a, a really good experience uh, to people and as they consume dairy products. The focus uh, again on recipes on our websites and on social media has, has proven to be very valuable. Our focus on equipment, both in the school building and in other places like uh, food pantries are, are a way that, that can, can also help, help those efforts as well. I, you know, more interesting stuff, Marty, it, it's, um, it's just fascinating to me. You know, I've, I've been in the industry my whole life um, and had a lot of experience with Chekhov growing up, but it's cool to see, you know, the depth and breadth of, of um, not only what Dairy Max is doing, but what you're aware of going on in the wider industry and, you know, how Dairy Max um, can support, you know, the innovation going on out there. And this next question, I'm not sure I'm not sure of the relationship between Dairy Max and the, the Dairy Innovation Center, um, but if there if there is a relationship there, how I guess how do you guys support the Innovation Center? Do you have feedback from consumers and dairymen on on things that they might be interested in seeing, you know, be developed more, or you know, what's 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 the relationship between the Dairy Innovation Center and and regional dairy checkoffs? No, happy, happy to answer that question. The Innovation Center for Dairy was, was really uh, uh, spearheaded, uh, I guess, initially uh, through through some effort of checkoff, actually. Uh, you know, the, the Innovation Center is, is a pre-competitive pre, pre uh, uh, conglomeration of, of, of many members of, of companies throughout the, the dairy industry. I think, I think there are over 300 uh, members in the Innovation Center for Dairy, many of those uh, those that are, are involved in the uh, the Innovation Center are CEOs of their companies, and they are some of the largest uh, dairy co-ops in the country. They are some of the dairy largest dairy processors in the country. Really, uh, really, uh, all aspects of the the dairy value chain are are included there, and they have. You know certain areas that that are areas of focus. Uh, you know, and and certainly, you know, most of those topics are going to be uh, things that that are of concern to, uh, to 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 people and consumers. Uh, you know, the the sustainability piece of it is important. Animal care is uh, is is part of that uh, as well. Uh, you know, innovation and packaging, uh, all aspects of it. But I think I think the most important thing, as it relates to to the committees and things that they are, are focused on, uh, really is the 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 level of, of engagement and involvement that we have from these three hundred plus member companies. Uh, health and well being is an area of focus. Environmental stewardship, animal care. Food safety, and then the contributions that that dairy makes to people and community are uh, are the areas of focus for the innovation center. And, and you know, uh, most of most of us in checkoff uh, certainly are, are engaged in some way or the other 
uh, in work that the Innovation Center is doing or, or has done, either either benefiting from uh, the research and messaging that and the direction that that's being set, or actively you know actively members in the in the Innovation Center, uh, you know, and contributing to the work that's going on as appropriate to the region area or, or resources that we have available. Very cool. And I think it's it's always good to have some kind of research going on and continuing to be involved in those kinds of operations with different different players of the industry um, to keep keep things moving. To switch gears just a little bit right before we wrap up, you know, we've trust is a big thing, especially with the next generation. Um, and so, you know, our our messaging and branding is always seems to revolve around building that trust um, between the public and the producer. How do you see um, Dairy Max addressing that component of it? And how do we continue to build trust between the consumer and um, the producer? You know, that is extremely, extremely important. Uh, to us and, and the dairy industry in, in moving forward. Uh, you know, I think, I think I have three, three examples I can probably point to that, that would, would illustrate some of our work in that area. <clears throat> Certainly, uh, you know, I've mentioned the dairy discovery zone earlier in our conversation. Uh, you know, that, that exhibit has traveled throughout our region over the past, I think, 11 years and has actually had almost 3 million people go through that exhibit. Now, that's that's not gate attendance at the various events that, that it has attended. That is actually coming into the exhibit and experiencing, um, you know, the, the value of, of dairy in their lives, whether that's really understanding and learning more about production practices or whether that's learning more about nutrition or whether that is, is actually having, a, a, you know, an experience, uh, you know, that, that, that really draws them closer to uh, the dairy industry in, in whatever fashion that, that, that it suits. Uh, if you've not had the opportunity to, uh, to visit our Dairy Discovery Zone, I certainly would encourage that. We're at many of the state fairs. We've been at the National Western, uh, and, and let's say beginning on, uh, I guess, Thursday, June 22nd, we'll be at Greeley Stampede. I think that goes through July 3rd or 4th. Uh, so uh, opportunity there. And, and so that connection there, I think, really highlights, and, and we've got a, a connection to dairy farmers and dairy farmer families, pictures and, and uh, videos that, that you can actually see and, and, and understand um, where your food's coming from, who's producing it. Along those same lines, we have a, a series of videos that document uh, docu series uh, on some of our farm families. I think, uh, more specifically, there's about five families throughout our region uh, that are part of our Dairy Up Close uh, docu series. And so, dairyupclose.com. Or you could go to our Dairy Discovery Zone uh, .com website and and search Dairy Up Close. But those uh, you know those short videos really do uh, peel back the curtain into the families that that are you know responsible for for producing the milk and, and 
dairy products that, that we all ultimately enjoy. Uh, there's a connective thread there. There's a focus on animal care. There's a focus on uh, sustainability. There's a focus on the family uh, that, that really, you know, really creates that connectivity, I think, to people in general in understanding and knowing that our dairy families are, are very similar to, to families in general across the country. And so I, I'm very proud of that, you know, that series. And I think it, it does a really nice job of, of drawing the connection there to the dairy farmer and the dairy industry where their values are and what the, you know, what are the, the, the things that, that they care about the most. And I think oftentimes that aligns very, very well with the, the public and, and people in general. Uh, the final thing I would say is, is our uh, Dairy Tour 360. Uh, program and that that dairy tour 360 really is a 360 uh, virtual dairy farm tour that that we have online and it was filmed with 360 cameras so you there's there's nothing hidden you know you can either through uh, VR goggles or even on your computer or on your phone or iPad you can 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 move the device and, and see all around you up and down and and everywhere we've got to focus on different aspects of the dairy farm uh, through this this Dairy Tour 360 uh, video. And uh, it, it focuses on the milking parlor. It focuses on, on feeding. It focuses on, uh, you know, several aspects of the dairy farm that people are interested in. And it shows different types of housing, different types of milking parlors, uh, you know, just uh, really, really does a nice job of, of covering uh, the dairy experience in a virtual setting that that anyone can enjoy. Uh, we've actually been able to partner with the Ag in the Classroom program um, and have gotten you know this as part of their curriculum base, and it's being provided to you know almost a hundred thousand teachers across the country, as well as as has been used by the U.S. Dairy Export Council in some of their efforts overseas and highlighting you know, the, the quality of, of our dairy farms and quality of the dairy products that are that are being produced from, from milk on U.S. dairy farms. Uh, so, like I say, the Dairy Discovery Zone, our Dairy Up Close uh, videos, as well as our Dairy Tour 360 are three ways that we really are trying to create that connectivity to the, the people who, who buy and consume dairy products because... Uh, trust, as you said, is extremely important. If they don't know the values of, of our, our dairy farmers and the work that they are doing on a continual basis to ensure the, the highest quality milk and care for their animals, as well as the environment, uh, then then I, I don't know that we're doing everything we can. So we've, we've looked for ways to, to, to make that connection uh, and, and make it easy and accessible to people. Well, it's, it's certainly, you know, a, a very wide approach that Dairy Max is taking, um, you know, to ensure that, again, the good word of dairy is spread and it's spread in a positive and, and uh, you know, broad way in, in a variety of avenues because everyone's different. You know, nobody, nobody hears the same, nobody communicates the same, or not everybody communicates the same. And so having all these different opportunities for, for you know, um, helping people understand what dairy is, what Dairy Max does, um, you know, what a promotion agency can do is 
is really cool. And, you know, we, from Millennial Ag, we thank you for, for all the good work that you're doing on, on behalf of America's dairy farmers, because they're some of our very favorite people. So before we wrap up, Marty, um, two questions. One is, you know, if you could summarize in one sentence, you know, your, your hope for, for the future of dairy, what would it be? And of course, since it's dairy month, we need to know what your favorite dairy product is. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the easy question first. Chocolate milk <laughs> is, my, is my favorite favorite dairy product. Uh, if, if I'm in a hurry, oftentimes I and, and this is much to the chagrin of my of my uh, my uh, doctor because she and I just had a conversation yesterday about my like of chocolate milk. But I, I certainly <laughs> am a believer in chocolate milk. Uh, you know. As a recovery beverage, ninety percent of it is, is water. But you look at the electrolytes and the, the thirteen essential nutrients that are included. Uh, I, I can start my day with chocolate milk and, and know that 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 I've started off started off well. Um, as far as one sentence, Catherine, that's a that's extremely hard to uh, to talk about. I, and it's, it's optimism, I guess. Is is I am a, an eternal optimist. Uh, you know, both sets of my grandparents and, and aunt and uncle had dairy farms growing up. I uh, am connected to the dairy industry, uh, you know, from a generational perspective. And, and certainly, uh, I didn't talk a lot about this, but, but uh, prior to my time at Dairy Max, I was an ag lender as well. So I certainly understand the, you know, the commitment that it takes uh, on, on several fronts. Uh for, for dairy farmers to do what they do and to be successful. And I uh, I just want to ensure that we do everything that we can to, to make that future as bright as possible. Uh, we're making that future bright for, for school kids. We're making that future bright from a, a health perspective uh, for, for everyone and trying to break down barriers that may exist and understanding or information. Uh, we're trying to create experiences uh, that that people can enjoy and develop a, a trust and love and appreciation for uh, dairy and, and the dairy industry. Uh, all of those things are, are just extremely valuable and, and important to, to everyone at Dairy Max and where we where we try to, to, to focus our efforts in ensuring that that we're you know that we're we're doing every everything we can not only for the dairy farmer. But for for those others that that we have the opportunity to impact in a positive way as well. Cool. Well, thank you again, Marty, for joining us. Where can people find Dairy Max or more information on dairy in general? Well, our DairyDiscoveryZone.com website certainly has uh, a lot of the information that we've discussed today. Houses our dairy up close videos as well as link to our dairy uh, dairy tour three hundred and sixty. Uh, virtual virtual dairy tour. Uh, dairymax.org is another option for our dairy farmers and maybe some of our uh, other stakeholders, particularly those that are that are health professionals or maybe work in a school environment. Uh, but but as uh, outside of those two websites, we're on several social channels, whether that's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook as as examples. So. Just encourage you guys to search uh, search Dairy Max and and like or friend us or or go to our our web pages for more information. 
Very cool. Well, thank you again, Marty, um, for joining us. And we thank you listeners for tuning into this week's episode of the Millennial Ag Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or uh, email us at talktous at millennialag.com. Until next week, we are Millennial Ag. 